Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 130. Today, as you might have noticed by the title, we are celebrating one year of Detour to Neverland. It's our first birthday. Hooray! We need a we need cake, like a smash cake and everything to celebrate this. And on our next trip in October, we will get a cake and celebrate. Okay. I'm holding you to it. We've never been to that Amaretz place in Disney Springs. I really want to go there. Let's go. Okay. It's settled. Um, so thank you guys for joining us today. We are so excited to have you with us. We're going to take the first few moments of this episode just, just to reflect a little bit. Then we're going to share our top three lessons that each of us have learned through the podcast of being content creators and trying to get our footing and gain some traction here with Detour. And then we're going to end it with some like a modified fast pass round. So we'll be asking questions to each other just to have some fun. Yeah, just for fun. Because fun fact, today is Detour's one year anniversary but this is also yesterday was also our 10 year date anniversary isn't that crazy yep so earlier this month we've been married for three years but then 10 years ago a little high school boy asked out you (laughs) you (laughs) you said yes so here we are it was very romantic it was on my parents couch i don't know if you remember that moment i do Mm -hmm. so it has been a fun journey this has probably been the funnest venture we've ever been on is that fair to say i'd say so i mean i definitely think it's given us a lot of opportunity to try something new um i can 10,000% say I never thought I would do this. I never thought I would do a podcast because I'm not a big podcast listener, honestly. I just don't have a lot of car time or drive time to listen to podcasts. Um, I definitely never thought I'd be a part of the Disney community, even though I'm a big Disney fan. I just never saw myself fitting into that role either. So, and I guess I never thought that I'd be doing anything with you. Because we've mentioned before, sometimes we're not the best of working buddies. Yeah, when I was your boss, it just didn't work well. Moving on, next comment. Probably the issue is that I wasn't actually your boss. (laughs) Exactly. So just to kind of set the stage, I want to throw some numbers out to you, Catherine. Obviously, 130 episodes. It's a big number. Which is insane. We started out doing twice a week then we went to three times a week then we went back to twice a week and now we're doing three times a week again we've changed the format up over the time we've kind of shifted a little bit you know we've got all kinds of things that have changed within a year it's flown by but i also recognize how much we've grown in that year i agree i mean i think In the grand scheme of things, a year is going to seem so small, you know, after we keep doing this for a lot more years, but a lot has happened in 365 days for us. Yep. So as it currently sits, 26,000 downloads and counting, which is an insane number. I know some podcasts get that in 
one episode, but that is... It's exciting for us. It is very exciting for us because we've had steady growth ever since we began. And so that's just like an affirmation that what we're doing at least makes sense to some people. It makes sense to us, right? That's all that matters. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, that's just pretty crazy to me that we've put out that many episodes and they've been listened to that many times. So let's go ahead and jump into both of us wrote down our three most important lessons that we have learned from doing this for a year now. So some people might argue that you haven't been doing it for a year, but you were helping me out behind the scenes before you even joined the, the on the episodes, I mean. That's true. Yeah, I mean, even before I decided to be the co-host, just like kind of on a whim, um, I've been here through it all. I've seen you start it all, and we've, you know, always kind of bounced ideas off of each other. So at the beginning, I guess I was more of a silent kind of background partner, even if it was just to listen to all of your crazy ideas. But here we are. Now we're together. So I guess maybe maybe I have like, I don't want to say a whole year. We'll see. We'll just, we'll get started. So I'll start it out. I'll share my first lesson that I think I have learned throughout this year and it's something that we talk about a lot on the podcast but to me it is to be open and what I mean by that is being authentic but also sharing your story including your struggles your victories which is something we're big on you know celebrating whenever you do have a win no matter how big or small, but those struggle struggles and showing that vulnerability, I think have really been an asset to us as we've grown. Yeah. And I'd say it's definitely easier to share the victories, but I think in just talking to other people in, in the Disney community that everybody has those struggles. I mean, nothing about starting something new or jumping into this space is going to be perfect. So it doesn't really do yourself or anyone else, you know, a service if you just pretend like none of those things ever happened. Because that's where you learn the most is through the struggle. Yeah. And in honor of being open or in respect of being open, it's something that I struggle with to a certain extent. I don't know if you guys know this about me. Catherine does. I a lot of times don't take advice the way that I should. I work very, very hard on it. But sometimes when we receive advice, I feel like people are pointing out flaws and it, I, and I struggle to do that. So whenever you open yourself up and you share failures and struggles that you've had, it, it puts me, you know, I have to, ha- I have to get myself into the right mindset to be able to do something like that. Yeah. I think that makes sense because I mean, obviously, anyone, it's hard to, like, accept critique or I don't want to say necessarily criticism, but it's hard to hear those things when you just put so much time and effort into something. And it's something that we heard a lot when we were going to the Nashville Entrepreneurship Center. But you really need to allow yourself to be open to those things because you sit with it and you love it and it's your baby or your project and you think it's perfect so when someone else points it out it's hard 
to hear that. And it's even harder to make the changes that need to, you know, be made. Yeah. So that's my first one. I kept them short. Yours, I can see your list. Yours are much longer than mine, so. Well, I just elaborated a little more. I mean, because you elaborate talking, I have I like to write it down. Okay. Um, but my first one is pretty similar to be open, but I kind of took it in a different context. So, like, just be open um, to the challenges or embrace challenge because I feel like my whole life I've been pretty scared of failure like I'd rather just do like the easier thing and know that I'm going to be successful than try something really hard and fail and I know that that's not necessarily the best mindset to have all the time but my whole life you know it's it's made me at least feel like I was like not the smartest but you know you know what I'm saying yeah like I'm doing the best at what I can do, but it's because I'm always doing what just comes naturally easy to me anyway. Yeah, so you put yourself into safe environments Very where you're so. not prone to failure. Yeah. Which I think is a natural human thing and and I do that to a certain extent as well. I mean, and that kind of goes back to the like you said it's it's kind of being open and being vulnerable and being accepting the possibility of failure yeah which is so hard to do especially for us type a personality type people you know aside everybody says i'm a type a person does anybody ever say the expression i'm a type (laughs) b person i don't know that would be funny if someone did i don't even know what the difference between type a and type b is i just feel like i just feel like someone like my sister would be type b just like go with the flow you know, I'm here for a good time and, you know, like, follow your heart kind of stuff. But I don't think they would ever be like, oh, I'm type B. Because is that a thing? <laughs> you know what know. I mean? I, I don't know. know. That's my question. If anybody knows the answer to that, let, let us, us know. know. So my number two is something that sounds simple in speech but hard in practice. And it is to be consistent. There, to me, that's twofold. You have to be consistent in your schedule and like when you release things. So if you're, especially if you're on the content side of things, but also products as well. Like if you say you're going to come out with a new product every month, do it. Same thing for us. That if you're in content and you have a schedule of when you release things, I think it is so important to stick to that. And not fall into a cycle of, I'll release things when it's convenient. Because I think that's a very slippery slope that you can go down. I agree. So, you know, a lot of people, it's probably the number one question we get asked is how do we put out three episodes per week? And honestly, it's just because we say that we will. But it's also the second part of that equation is being consistent in your quality so you can't let you know just because you have to meet a deadline let your quality slip you have to have your certain standards but meet the schedule that you've put in place yeah i see that i think for us it's all about like brendan said we don't really give ourselves the option to not 
you know, put out these three episodes once we made that decision. And it was a hard decision because it does take more time. It takes more, like, content creation on our part where we have to sit down basically all day on Sunday and work on things. But if you can be consistent in the time that you put aside, then you can be consistent in the products that you release. Yeah. What's your number two? So my number two, again, I feel like a lot of these just kind of go with my personality, which I guess makes sense for lessons learned. But my number two is just not to take myself too seriously. So I feel like, again, I've always been very hesitant about sharing my opinion or putting myself out there or just whatever because I want everything to look a certain way or I want to be in control of everything, basically. But coming on the podcast and just having me and Brendan sit here and talk or when we talk to other people, um, you kind of just have to go with the flow sometimes. And not everything is going to be picture perfect. And the other, I guess, what, last week you did like the live of you doing the intro, the recording. We try that so many times before we actually get it the way that we want it. Um, And sometimes we just have to laugh and not take it so seriously and, you know, remember to have fun with it. Yeah. I think that's probably the most important part of what you said is have fun with it. (laughs) And that's the easy part because it's Disney. Yeah. My number three is to make connections. I will be the first person to say the word networking makes my skin crawl. Like the idea of going to like a cocktail hour or something and making business connections is my worst nightmare in a situation like that. But I think put in especially this setting where everybody here loves Disney Everybody here like has that similar passion. It has allowed me to make so many more connections than I ever thought imaginable. Yeah, I think just being in this space and doing what we do, like getting to talk to so many people, you know, it would be really easy for it to just be like one interview and then, okay, thanks for your time and then moving on. But really everyone that we talk to, like we have a genuine interest in afterwards, like we meet up with a lot of people and we have some really good friends that we, you know, like legitimately enjoy hanging out with. And that's definitely something that I don't think we, either one of us, anticipated coming from this. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be somewhat transactional. Like, hey, you're going to come on to an episode with us and then we'll be done with it. And some guests are that way and that is perfectly fine. Like, we don't have an ongoing relationship. But some of those people, you just know that you're on the same wavelength and you will get along with them going forward. And those are invaluable. Like, we could stop today and those relationships that we've created are the most important thing to us. Yeah, for sure. So my last one um, is just that I've learned that it's not, no, (laughs) I've learned that it is okay to not have everything figured out. Um, I think there have been so many times 
where Brendan in particular will have an idea and, you know, we both think it's a great idea and we're not really sure how to make it work or how to put all the pieces together, but eventually we do. Or if we can't do it ourselves, then, you know, through the connections that we've made with people, like others can help us. And I think it's just kind of proven that everything works out. You know, like mind over matter, all those good, warm, fuzzy feelings. You know, like if you have a, you know, like a dream, you can come true. I don't know. Brendan made a weird face at that. So I just think it will work out. A lot of it has to do with just hard work, but you know, you don't always have to have it figured out when you start. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to Walt saying like the be- the best way to get started is to stop talking and begin doing. I think that's something that we have had to practice a lot on because look, the premise of our show that we can help you grow your Disney project. We haven't even grown to the level that we would want you know so there's almost we we almost have that i don't know like are we legitimate feeling sometimes but we're never going to get to that point if we have if we don't go through this process of trying to grow and trying to get our footing and get our show in place to genuinely start helping people yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and i think I don't know. The biggest thing is you just can't be scared of not knowing. Even though it's challenging, it's a good it's a good type of challenge. Yeah. So, that is it for our lessons. Hopefully, they help you guys with your projects. Of course, as we go forward, I'm sure these will change and we will unlock new things that are hopefully the keys to our success. Let's take a quick break and hear a message from our partners. And then we'll be back to play our modified fast pass round. What are we going to call it? Our fast pass plus round? Yeah, let's go for it. This episode is brought to you by the Photo Reserve. More and more people we talk to are using Pinterest as an impactful tool to send traffic to their site. Having a Pinterest guide and professional photos can help you stand out amongst the crowd to start seeing substantial growth from Pinterest. To access the Pinterest guide and to learn more about the photo reserve, head to reportthemagic.com forward slash detour. Again, that's reportthemagic.com forward slash detour or hit that link in our show notes. So we are back. We have a couple of questions in place that we will both answer for these. So the first one, relevant to the times, I'm sure all of the listeners, if you're listening to this, As it released, D23 just wrapped up this past weekend. What are you most excited about that came out of D23? Oh, let's think. So, I mean, it can be anything, right? It's not not specific. Um, I think what I'm most excited about and what I was probably the most surprised to hear and even the, um, the presentation was pretty hype when we watched it. I'm excited for this cherry tree lane in the UK pavilion. And I know that that probably seems really small, but just knowing that that was like my dad's favorite movie, and I mean, and it still is his favorite movie, I think he'll just really enjoy it. And I think, I know 
when we go see it with him, like, you know, he'll just light up and he'll be excited. Just like the other day we were talking about going to Star Wars land and I probably shouldn't call it that. He was excited about going to Batu. Galaxy's Edge. Whatever. And his face light lit up. So I know it'll be the same thing again going there. So I'm excited about that. I'm interested to see if it's just like a walkthrough experience or is it an actual ride? I feel I've, like it could be a cool ride. Yeah, but they called it an attraction, and I almost feel like that means it's probably an experience. Like you'll just walk through the house? Or just like Cherry Tree Lane will just like, they'll just modify some of those buildings to look like Cherry Tree Lane. Oh, uh, well, I guess I'm hoping, I'm hoping for more. I'm hoping that there's something, something that goes with it. Yep. But I still think it's cool. For me, you guys know that I'm a parks forward person, parks over movies as far as where I get the most inspiration and the most joy out of it. However, this is one of those times. It's actually the movies that have piqued my interest the most. Of course, I'm over the moon about Disney+. Plus. So many different topics that you can talk about there. You lit up. Are you wanting to change your answer? No, but you said Disney Plus and Lizzie McGuire is coming back. So I'm internally screaming until I get to watch it. So that's that's at the top of the list. Continue. You should create a new podcast that's just over Lizzie McGuire. Oh, my God. Biggest Lizzie McGuire fan ever. Biggest Lizzie McGuire or Hillary Duff fan? Both. They're, like, tied. for. It's the same person. Lizzie McGuire is Hillary Duff. Same person. Hmm. Anyway. Disney Plus, of course, we will be subscribing from day one. But the rise of Skywalker. I cannot wait to see that movie. I'm surprised. I thought you were a little skeptical. I was. The Last Jedi left a very bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, you didn't like it. I did not like it, but I like The Force Awakens a lot better. But this whole idea of... Is Rey good or bad? Is Kylo good or bad? Are they neither? Are they in the middle? I am so intrigued by that. How does Palpatine play in this? I mean, there are so many questions that we need answers. I almost feel like it's it's the same level of ex- excitement for me as Endgame was. Okay. That's a pretty big statement. Yeah. If I had to just narrow it down to one parks thing that avengers area in dca is top of my list i know that'll be so cool it just makes me sad that we don't get to go out there and experience it as often you know it's like i wish they were doing something like that in disney world as well because obviously that's where we spend most of our time well we're just gonna have to go to universal and go to their marvel stuff Shut your mouth. Moving on. So the next one, what character do you want to meet the most that we haven't already? You could probably answer this one for me. Well, you have to answer it for yourself. Rescue Rangers. Oh, yeah, I probably could have guessed that. That's a good one. If it's someone who's not as rare as them, another one that's still really rare, but he comes out sometimes, it's Mushu. Ah. Or Max Goof. Those. So you have quite a few. You have a list going right now. Yeah. 
Huh. Okay. That made me think a lot. Those, because I I was gonna say something completely different, but now I just changed my mind. Well, say the one that you were thinking. No, because this one's much better. I want to meet Mulan as Ping. Mm. I was gonna say Moana because we've never met Moana, but I feel like with all of the new things that are coming and the Moana stuff and Epcot that's coming, surely she'll be out more often. Because I feel like she's still pretty rare to see out and about. I mean, she'll correct? Be a, yeah, but she'll be a not-so-scary when we're there in October. I know, but she was last year, too, and the line was crazy. So Moana or Mulan is ping. Maybe for Disney, the princess run weekend. Yeah, maybe so. The next question that we have was, what movie or character do you think deserves an attraction? Ooh, that one is a really hard one. I think, I mean, I love Up. So Up comes to mind, but I don't know if that would be a good attraction. So I'm trying to think of something like more thrilling. You know what I mean? I just like Up, but I don't know what you could do with it. So come back to me. Mine would be, I'm going to steal this from the internet. People talk about it all the time. And Yzma and Kronk roller coaster uh, we were just talking about that the other day actually it's already in the movie it would be so easy to adapt that into a real roller coaster yeah i would i would love just any kind of roller coaster anything else that they could make into a roller coaster i think would be awesome i can't really think of what that would be at the moment but i'm pro roller coaster so Sorry, I couldn't really answer that one. That was a hard one. Oh, so that was your answer? I guess. I don't know. I can't come up with anything else on the spot. Okay. Next one is, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten in a Disney park? So, the the biggest one that comes to mind from this summer... And it's actually kind of a two-in-one. And I don't know if I want to say it was, like, the worst thing I've ever ate, but it was the biggest disappointment. So we went to the Incredibles area with the dance party, and they had the cart. And we loved, loved the Jack-Jack Cookie Nom Nom in DCA. Hated it in Disney World. It was awful. And then the, like, the Frozone slush that we got there, too, was just terrible. So I think, like, they looked so pretty and it's so Instagrammable and blah, 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 blah. But I was so underwhelmed and disappointed when I ate it. I didn't even think of that that one. That was very sad to eat. Plus, it, I mean, we probably spent, like, close to $20 on those two things and trashed them. If anybody else has had both of the Jack Jack cookies, maybe we just got a bad batch. But, like, you had to eat the one in DCA with a fork because it was so gooey and... Just perfect. The one in Hollywood Studios was a Frisbee. It was a brick, yeah. (laughs) You could have tossed that thing and it would have stayed completely... Yeah, I think the Incredibles used them as weapons or something. (laughs) My answer... Again, we've talked about this before. If our friends Andrea and Sean are listening, we're sorry. 
but those buffalo chicken chips that we got in Animal Kingdom. It was our fault for not reading the description, but they were smothered in blue cheese. And there are a few things I hate more than blue cheese on this planet. Yeah, that was definitely a mistake on our part, but they were gross. We couldn't eat them, but my sister, we gave them to her because she's a blue cheese fan, and she loved them. So if blue cheese doesn't bother you, it would probably be a good snack. Yeah. Next one would be, what Disney couple do you think we are most alike? I'm going to say Mulan and Shang. Mostly because I could totally kick your butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I think I think they're a good couple. I don't think like us. Okay, so so this is our 10 year. We reflect on us being together for 10 years, okay? It wasn't like love at first sight, right? I kind of avoided you for a little while at first. So it's not like love at first sight, but they quickly realized that they work better together and they depend on each other and they both just, they need each other in their lives. So I think it's a good one. Okay. Is that your only one or do you have more than one? Well, so I also thought maybe like Tiana and Naveen just because they do both end up like believing in hard work and Naveen is very supportive of Tiana and her dreams and her goals. And I think you're very supportive of everything that I want to accomplish, you know, in every avenue. So I think that would be another good one. Could we almost like gender swap on that one though? Like you be Naveen and I be (laughs) Tiana? We could, yeah. Because I could see that. Okay. We'll go with that then. So I have two. First one sounds bad, but it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. Hercules and Meg. Okay. I don't think you're working with the devil, (laughs) with the Lord of the Underworld. But I do think Hercules, I'm... I like to think of myself somewhat similar of Hercules is like, I know that I have this higher calling and I'm trying to live up to that and trying to reach it. And I have lofty goals sort of out of touch with reality. And Meg is there and supportive in her own way. Okay. She's (laughs) also pretty cynical, but it's fine. You could be pretty sarcastic as well. So just run you. You're lucky you get to see my good humor. Um, the other one I thought of was Buzz and Jesse. <laughs> I don't know if they're an official couple. I <laughs> kind of view them as they are. Okay. But sort of the same thing, like Buzz is out of touch with reality and Jesse <laughs> still supports him anyway. And like okay. follows his crazy craziness. Yeah, I see that. Okay. That follow is not the right word. Not follows his craziness, but they, supports his yeah, craziness. Yeah, they're, they're good teammates. They definitely work well together. Yeah. That one was hard to answer. It was kind of hard to answer. But I want to say Carl and Ellie, but just because we love them so much. I know. But I don't know. You going to cry? Yeah, it's so heartbreaking, The whole that whole scene. So, the next one. If you could be best friends with any Disney character, who would it be? Doug. He'd be the best dog ever. He's a good sidekick. He's a good pal. I would say Doug or Baloo. 
that's another good one. I like those. So I actually came up with two also. So naturally, I feel like you have to say Genie. He's the best friend ever. He's so loyal. He's so supportive. Even if he didn't come with wishes, I mean, he's just, he's the man. The second one I came up with just because I think her personality, like her character is just hilarious. I think we'd get along would be Anna from Frozen. She's just so, I mean, she reminds me a lot of my sister. And obviously we get along great. But I think she'd just be real funny because she's kind of awkward and just like does her own thing. And she's kind of out of touch with reality. (laughs) Well, there's now, like, now that we're discussing this, there's so many different ones that you can come up with. Like, you could say Tiana because you want to eat her food as well. That's true. Yeah, she can cook for you. Some beignets and some gumbo. She'd be, like, a a good roommate. Like, who would you want your roommate to be? Or, like, Cinderella because she would clean the place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's some good ones there. What about, um, is there any Marvel characters that you think you'd be friends with? That I'd want to be best friends with? Um, I mean, I don't know. I'd say Ant-Man. I think, I honestly think Ant-Man might be, Ant-Man or Star-Lord are the funniest characters in the entire MCU. They are pretty funny. I mean, I would just want to say Captain America because... I just love him. You want to be best friends or boyfriend and girlfriend? (laughs) No, he has his... You can't get in the middle of that. See, this is what's going to make me cry. That's the best couple ever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, can't mess that up. He'd be a a good friend. So, our very last question that we have is, who is your favorite Disney sidekick? Who's yours? I have to go Mushu. He is so funny. He's the best. Mushu's a very good one. What's yours? Mushu is the one that first came to mind for me as well. Um, but, like, would Baloo be considered a sidekick? I don't know, though, because, I mean, would you say that he's Mowgli's sidekick? Yeah. I don't know. Russell is a good sidekick. Russell's a good sidekick. Um... I don't know, could Groot be a sidekick? Or is he oh. like a main character? I don't know. It's kind of like he's the same as Russell. Like, he's part of the main group. Yeah, that's true. Groot would be fun, though. I still have to go with Mushu. Yeah. So, that is going to be it for these questions. This episode went way longer than <laughs> I thought it was going to. But, honestly, thank you guys so much for being part of this first year of Detour to Neverland. I hope that we have so many more yearly and decade-long celebrations with you guys. This has been the most fun that I've ever had producing something, putting something out there, and it makes me so happy that you guys would be a part of that. Yeah, so we will be back on Monday for more, and we will be talking to Colin from Guide for WDW. Yep. So if you guys want to connect over the weekend with Colin, figure out some of his content, I'm sure it'll help make the questions make more sense and how you can apply them to your project. So once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will chat with you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. 
subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at detour to neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.